The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my guest Brent Kasanowski in the studio. How you doing today, Brent? Hey, good, James. Thanks for having me back, man. Always good to have you back. You know, always, you know... We like to talk sports over the radio, but we always talk when we're not on the radio. It's a nonstop talk <laughs> fest. You got it. <laughs> well, we might well jump right on into it. You know, before this thing we was talking about, you know, that Auburn and that Oregon game, was that a great game or did you think, you know, I was looking for something more spectacular from Cam Newton, thinking there will be a high-scoring game. What did you think? Well, I definitely thought it would be a much more of a high-scoring game. And, you know, I had an opportunity to see uh, Cam Newton play uh, – uh, Kentucky uh, earlier this year when they had that last second win. Uh, pretty impressed with the guy. Um, however, I have to say that, you know, he, he, I think he does enough to win in college. I do not see how his game is going to translate to the NFL, though. I saw way too many throws off of his back foot. Uh, he does not strike me as somebody who is NFL ready. Um, you know, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong. I, I, I'd like to see him do well. Um, but I, I don't see it happening. Well, and, and like I was, we was talking, and I told you, I said, he didn't seem like an NFL quarterback to me. But there's some things that didn't seem like he, he was lacking, you know. I mean, he had the speed and all like that, but for a quarterback, I didn't see him as like a Vince Young. Remember he came out when he was in college doing those things like that to take over the game, you yeah. know. I, I, like I said, I, I expected more of a high-scoring game. I thought Auburn's defense uh, was much better than I thought they were going to be. I thought Oregon would could, would score on them. I kind of thought it'd be a you know a forty-one thirty-seven type right. of a type of a game. Whoever had the ball last will win. Uh, you know, I will say though, it turned out to be a pretty darn good game. And uh, from a, from strictly just being you know entertained, uh, I kind of like the drama of that. Uh, uh, I said a lot of wows uh, while I was watching that thing, but. Uh, not so much wild with Cam. I, I, he, he's, a, he's a great college quarterback, I think. Uh, I don't see how that game's going to translate to the NFL. I, I mean, the game was such a big hype, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was big old game with Auburn and Oregon. And then I was watching it, you know, because I was over across the street doing a little thing over there with the media. But, you know, I was looking for, okay, it's going to be run up and down the field, you know, each team, you know, because Oregon's a great scoring team, you know. And then Auburn, you know, you had Cam Newton. It just didn't seem like that game when you had um, – um, Texas and um, USC, yeah, USC, you know, right. yeah, it was, uh, all the wilds, you know, you know. But the ending was kind of great, you know. That play is that one way to lose the game? Did I, it happened that way. I, I, you know, it's funny because when he spun around, I thought, did he land? And all of a sudden, you see him just take off again, and and yeah, sure enough, he, uh, uh, you know, kind of fluky play, I suppose, but. Uh, 
yeah, pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting finish to uh, to a national championship game, and I guess uh, you know, um, all things uh, fitting for Cam. He's had a tough year to uh, you know to kind of overcome, and he seems to have. Uh, fought through all that adversity. Uh, I still am in the uh, belief that when there's uh, some smoke, there's definitely some fire. I, I, I can't see how he's completely innocent of, uh, of uh, you know, all the uh, charges that happened earlier this year. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. The NCAA has ruled him eligible. He went out, got it done. He's national champion. Now, Brett, I want to ask you, because all our listeners out there, can we kind of explain that these college players come out like a cam um all those guys getting the first-round pick that they expect them to run these teams, it's impossible for a college, because you see a Cam play, there's no way he could step in and run an NFL team. Do you think so? I don't think so at all. I think, uh, you know, if you look at the Oregon and really the Auburn, it's, it's come up more spread offenses, you know. That's not an NFL-type offense by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, do I think uh, Cam's got a good arm, and do I think he can uh, c- can create? I think... You know he's going to be a project. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't see any team wanting to spend a first round draft pick on somebody like Cam Newton. But then again, I didn't think anybody would spend a first round draft pick on Team Tebow either. And, uh, and look, look what happened. So. Matt Liner. But my point, what I was getting to when I asked you that was, these players coming on, they paying them fifty six million and all that just to sign. But then you have these other players on the team that's proven. But you got this young guy. Is that fair? I mean, what is we coming to where you throwing this young kid and and you see how Vince Young is going crazy now because he can't handle the pressure. You know, all that pressure on him and he he wasn't ready. You know. Yeah, I hear you, and I think even uh, with the uh, the cl- the uh, collective bargaining agreement coming up, well. and uh, sounds like there's going to be some changes to that rookie scale. Um, you're still talking about probably paying. Uh, you know. Uh, 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 a 21-year-old kid, you know, probably 20 to $25 million to be a number one overall pick instead of maybe the 50 or 55 that those numbers were getting up to. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it takes a special individual t- for somebody to be able to not only, you know, handle the, uh, the that amount of pressure to be able to uh, go out there and perform on a weekly basis and, and kind of keep it all in check and, and not let it go to your head and, and maybe make some mistakes off the field as well too. Now you think they're performing because they're making all this money, you know they're making all this money, and they got to perform up to a level, or you think they just can't handle the pressure of a different situation from college to the NFL? Because I know I wasn't making that much money, you know, but I'm looking at like, man, I got to perform to keep making this money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the little money I was making, but look at all the money they're making, you know. Well, when you're getting $40 million guaranteed, I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to perform at all. You could break your leg day one and, and, you know, you're good. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think – uh, you know, and you you know this answer better than I will, but I think you know everybody who's an athlete wants to go out there and, and prove that they're yeah. uh, you know deserving of of the, their contract and, and the accolades that they receive. And uh, I don't think anybody wants to go out there and, and not perform unless maybe your name is Albert Hainsworth. And I think well, that's where the pressure comes. Yeah, Albert. Yeah, <laughs> he don't care what he do with his money. <laughs> but I think that's where the pressure comes. Like you say, they all want to perform and say, "Hey, I'm worth making this money." You know, so it's all that much pressure on. I mean, it's not only in Football, but basketball. Look at Michael Beasley. He went crazy. You know, all, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think it. Uh, you know, you know, we can go on the converse side of that, and you talk about Andrew Luck. You know, from Stanford. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's decided he's going to come back for his senior season. Uh, his coach left. Um, 
the right decision? Who knows? I mean, you know, he, something happens to him, he, he gets hurt, maybe, you know, hopefully he has some sort of an insurance policy in case uh, he's not able to take it to the next level. But, uh, um, you know, it might. It, it, there's probably a lot of factors involved that, uh, you know, maybe we aren't aware of or, or we can speculate on why some people go down that path and why other ones go down this path. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, when you are a young kid and you're given that much money and all of a sudden you're thrust into a spotlight and, and there's, uh, you know, all kinds of temptations out right. there, it's got to be difficult. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, Brent. Like you say, the, the luck guy, the kid from, um, is it Stanford? Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. And then you got Andrew another Luck. kid from Washington, uh, the quarterback. Clocker, yeah. Yeah. You got, you got all these players that, you know, kids that want to come out. Should they take that money and say, hey, you know what, this is life, you know, or like say the one kid going back to school, you know, hey, I'm going to get a degree in case, you know, but he might be losing all his money. He might get injured like um, the Miami guy, um, right. the running back yeah. that year. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. He got hurt. I, uh, you know, I guess it all depends on your perspective and you know, if money isn't an, an overriding factor for you. But, you know, I think uh, uh, money doesn't necessarily create, uh, you know, happiness in your life, but I think it makes your life easier. And I think that, uh, you know, if I'm Andrew Luck, uh, I come out and make $20, 25000000 million being the overall first pick or, you know, maybe even more than that, uh, you can buy a university. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can get your yeah, degree next to you exactly whenever yeah. you want to. So, I, you know, I, 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 I respect his decision. Do I think it's the right decision? Uh, probably not, yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, so. Well, I mean, like you say, you can always get the money and go back to school, you know. Or you can take classes at night. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with leaving early, I don't think. But I would think, you know, a, a sophomore shouldn't leave school early. I think junior year, senior year, but sophomore, you're really not ready, I don't think. Because, I mean, NFL is more mentally than physical, yeah. you know. Yeah, and like I said, I, and if anybody would know, it would be you, James. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, you know, I can't imagine being a 19-, 20-year-old kid and – and again, having that much money and that much freedom, and yeah. and uh, you go from you know working at the Burger King to right. to all of a sudden, wow, you know, right. well, what do you do? So it's it's I don't, I don't think anybody is uh, probably mentally, like you said, yeah. mentally prepared to handle not only the game but the off the field activities as well. So who you got as your first round pick? Let's go quarterback. Uh, well, interesting. I, I said, I, I, you know, Andrew Luck uh, was the consensus number mm-hmm. one, you know, so uh, uh, him going back to Stanford. Well, uh, well let, me, let me start with this then. Matt Leinen was, you know, that over Vince Young, but Vince Young had a better year. I mean, been having a better NFL career than Matt Leinen. So does that matter when they say the overall and then when you look at a quarterback? Because yeah, you know what? I think it's just like anything else. You know, when you talk about who's the number one team in college, who's the number one player in college, and nobody knows nothing until a year, two, three, four, five years down the road when, you know, when it's over right. and done and you can kind of see what happens. And right. I think a lot depends on the individual, you know. I, I didn't really expect Sam Bradford to come <laughs> out and play and, and, and perform at the level he did. Did he do anything spectacular? No, but he was steady. You know, he got his team, I think, eight wins or no, seven wins, whatever it was. I mean, uh, it came up, you know, just short against uh, against Seattle. But uh, um, I think it depends on the makeup of the individual. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you under the bus because I like doing this to you, Brent. I know you do. You know, <laughs> but, you know, like, like you're saying the number one team, nobody knows the different um, teams they play. Some of them play great teams and SEC and other, but 
Let's go to Nebraska. I know. Remember, we talked about. It, I'm like, oh, they'll never be number one team. Remember, we talked you about really that. Did, and, absolutely. And Nebraska was playing great, and then they falter with Texas, was it? Yeah, and they, then and they should have beat Texas, but they should have been up there in that number one. But do we look at like Oregon and Auburn to be the number one when you know like a Nebraska right probably was a better team? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I look at TCU for example. I mean, right. you know, they finished number two in the country. Did they get an opportunity to play in the national championship no. game? No. Um, you know, until the until the bowl system is changed um, and and it's expanded to a playoff, if that ever does happen, I, I don't think you can ever truly crown. Uh, you know who's the best right. team, uh, or even necessarily who's the best player. Right. I think. Uh, uh, you know, you talk about the you know the quote unquote East Coast bias of uh, the national media. You know, they hyping all the players on the East Coast because they don't see the night games uh, out here. I, I think it's just uh, whoever gets the most publicity yeah. uh, is the person who probably gets the biggest paycheck. That's what exactly what yeah. it is. The person owning the TV a lot gets the most publicity, and that's who they seem to pe- they focus on. But like here, TCU team has been doing great. You know, all the other small school teams and players are doing great. They winning. You know. They don't get out because they're not on TV, and we don't see them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, you know, it's a, it's a flaw in the system, but it is what it is, and, and we just have to kind of deal with it until something changes. So, well, definitely. Well, I got my guest Brent Casanowski in here. We definitely gonna keep talking about this college football. I got another question I want you to think about: Should we play pay college players, Brent? So this is James Loving, and I'll be back hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big name stuff too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my, Br- my guest Brent Kassanowski in the studio, and I have a special call on the line. Are you there? Yes. Caller, I have my mommy on the phone from Chicago. How you doing, Mom? Fine. How are you? <laughs> I tricked you into calling, didn't you I? You sure did. <laughs> well, I just want all my calls and listeners to know that you know, you're a great mom, and I love you. Okay. And you have started Right Star Art Reach Center out there in Chicago, right, Mom? Right. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about it? Well, it's uh, a center that uh, we have different programs that is going on, like we uh, different uh, uh, classes that we have. There's so many of them, I don't have time to call the names of them. <laughs> then we help people find homes that are homeless, and then we serve uh, 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 food, grocery food to the uh, those that need it on every Friday. And uh, we also uh, uh, help those that have been incarcerated. We help them to find jobs. We counsel them first. After they go through the counseling, then we go to different jobs and have them to interview them and to give them a job so they can get themselves started again back into the world. That's a great program, Mama. And, you know, you've been going to Bethel ME, right? Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got to ask you, are your Bears going to win? Oh, I- I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you that. You have to ask your dad because I don't even watch them. <laughs> <laughs> is it cold out there, Mom? Yes, it is. And uh, snow. And snow. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, Mom. I just had to get you to call in. All right. All right. Tell and Daddy. Thank, huh? thank you. All right. Thank you, Mom. Okay. I love you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> that's my mom. Hey, that's good stuff, James. <laughs> I had to trick her. I'm like, okay. Mom, what you doing? I'm like, call me this number. And good work she's doing, it sounds like, too. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. But I'll be back, Brandon. We can get back to talking now. Before we left, I asked you a question. Should the college players get paid? Yeah, you know what, James? I I, um, I really don't think so. I, I really, truly don't. I mean, you know, I've heard all the arguments uh, for it. I I know uh, what a lot of people say that uh, the, the the universities are making all kinds of money off of these uh, off these athletes. But uh, I, I don't think. Th- I think once you once you do that, I think the system becomes um, even more crazy than it already is. I mean, um, you know, who's to say that there's not going to be these outrageous payments to get this player here and that player there? And uh, it, I don't I don't know. If it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's kind of how I look at it. And I think uh, you have an opportunity to to you know, get your education. I think you have an opportunity to kind of you know live this so the, the quote unquote you know college life experience, college life. Um, get your degree. Uh, get yourself on the national stage if you're going to be maybe going to the NFL. Um, I think that's enough. Well, I kind of seen some you know the other day. Charles Barkley was lobbying for players to get paid. But then I heard of somebody else talking about the players from Ohio State. They went out and sold their jerseys. and like, Isn't that their, their personal stuff? That's not the um, college? Is that their stuff? Like, say if I get, you know, when, like, every week was at Wyoming, excuse, we, had a, we had a trophy that Player of the Week got, and I got one of those. So you tell me if I want somebody to say, hey, I want to keep that as a, a momentum or something, would you sell to me? I couldn't do that? Hey, you know what? Like I said, 
I think I, I think athletes know what the rules are. You know what I mean. And if the rules state, it is you know they are what they are. But, and 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 you, you can make a case. Can't shouldn't the athlete be able to do this? And shouldn't yeah. the athlete be able to do that? Yeah, maybe. But you know what? I I don't see what the point is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, it's not like they're ever going to go hungry. They've got right. a training table. Yeah. Not like they're going to have any not have a place to sleep at night. They all got room and board. They've got all their books paid for. Uh, yeah, would it, should they have some pop walking around money? I'm not necessarily opposed to that, but I think it's got to be you know on equal terms. I think when you have a player that uh, you know, let's say a Cam Newton, you know, mm. you're going to have his dad shopping everybody around. You know what I'm talking about? You're mm. not going to be talking to Auburn and Mississippi State. You're going to be talking coast to coast. Who's paying me the most? So get Ray Ellis in here. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I don't let Ray hear you say that. Ray gets upset. I'll let Ray hear you. I'll just have to bite my tongue if Ray wants to come in here and talk some more. But so. I, I don't agree with you, though, Brent. You said no, but, you know, when you're there, you want extra pocket money. You know, you're sitting around. Yeah, you're right. You don't eat. Sometimes you don't, you, you don't like what they're feeding, right? I mean, something nasty, you know. Then... You know, you gotta wash your clothes. You gotta, you know, you want to go to a movie or you want to go out there. You want to go hang out at the club. That's extra little bit of money, though. I, you don't get. I hear you, but then what are you gonna? You gonna pay the soccer players and the lacrosse players and the Everybody wrestlers the same amount of money? Everybody get paid. Yeah, the same no amount matter, of money. No matter. But now a lot of people say different programs. Bringing more money. Well, absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? So what, Nebraska, football, right? Absolutely. Most most universities is the football program. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the football program who who is the big cash cow. But yeah. So are you going to give them preferential treatment over the basketball team? What the basketball team has a better year than the football team that year? Or, you know, what if the soccer team goes as the national championships, even though they're not a revenue-generating sport? How, how are you going to make that work? Everybody can pay, no matter what sport, the same amount of money. The same school. amount of money. I'm fine with that. And you know, no, you know, all over the the, the world, no matter what, if it's a big college or small college, everybody get paid the same amount of money. Yeah. Is that how we can do it? Uh, works for me. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> have a problem with that. I, I don't. I, you know, I think they're already getting some sort of stipend too, aren't you? I mean, as as a as a as a college athlete, aren't I'm, you making a little bit of money anyway? I'm sure the, yeah. they give you something, you know. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you look at. But then let me ask you this, okay? When I said about my trophy, I couldn't sell my trophy? Not not given the, the way the rules are designed today. No, you can't because uh, the trophy is, is it's the NCAA doesn't allow you to do that. You know, if the NCAA ever allows you to make those changes the rules to make that happen, then, you know, so be it. But, but I think it, it, it just creates um, uh, too much temptation out there to, to – I don't know to to manipulate the system. I mean, again, what if uh, you know Cam Newton wants to sell his jersey, you know, after every single game? Or uh, yeah, but but you got these players that if you do give them some money, they might stay in school a little longer, Brent. You know what I'm saying? Or would if you because you see a sophomore that's saying, "Hey, I'm not getting anything. I'm not going getting out of here." You know, James, you're talking about walking around money versus twenty five well, million dollars. I, that's I'm what I'm not, saying. On, but nobody's gonna stay in school for some walking around money. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, like man, I ain't got to worry about nothing. You know, because I know I was in college. It was sometimes we like want to go out. We're like, man, we got no money to buy nothing. You know, I'm like, yeah, but I think that's true for for uh, any. 
any any college student, whether they're an athlete or not. I mean, sometimes you're, you're there, you're scraping by. Yeah. It's, it's it is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I listen. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Oh, you should shouldn't. Uh, you know, you should be poor. You should be this. You should be that. I, I just don't see what the need is right now. I really don't. I think like again, you got you got room. You got board. You, you got a little bit of probably a tiny little bit of walking around money. Maybe mm-hmm. not a lot. Um, What's you know you're not going to stay in school because somebody gave you uh, you know five hundred bucks a month you know if you got an opportunity to to make you know riches in the NFL yeah that's true but some players you know I would think will stay at least another year might not be the senior year but you know I I think saying you know. I don't see it. Every, you don't see it? I don't see any athlete saying, you know, hey, if I had a couple hundred bucks extra a month, I would have stayed in school. They always say, you know, I want to take care of my family. Yeah. Well, that couple hundred bucks ain't going to take care of their family. That's true. You know what I mean? So I, uh, you know, we can we can agree to disagree like so, we lots of times do. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we say rent say nobody get paid, you know. I hope no college players listen. They're going to be calling in online. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I would just say it. I know, like I said, we agree to disagree, but. I remember those days, Brent, where I'm like, I want to eat food. I want, like, McDonald's. Or I want something different to eat. We have no money. Then you go out to the bar. You hang out. You know, I'm like, God, we got no money. But I know if I was getting paid, you know, I'm like, cool. This is pretty cool, you know, fun. Yeah, I hear you. And you know what? I think uh, it's the difference between you being, a, 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 you know, going to be a collegiate athlete versus me who was not an athlete, yeah. just a sports fan. And maybe it's just a different perspective. Yeah, but what about the players that's not going to be able to go out and make fifty, sixty million in the NFL that's playing college sports? So how are you going to you know how are you going to divvy that up then? Okay, well you're not talented enough no, to make no, it well, in the NFL, so here's no. What I was saying was yeah. they still get money, but they still happy because they getting something. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're going to get less. I'm, what I'm saying is they know they get money paid as a college player. They're going to be like, okay, you know, because they know they're not going to that next level, but they got something in their pocket right now. But I don't. Yeah, again, no, like you said, uh, yeah, I hear you, James. I, I, I again, we'll have to just agree <laughs> to disagree. Right. I can't if, talk you into that one. If if the system was set up so that every college athlete got some money, and it was the same amount, I don't. Maybe that's maybe that would be okay. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I'm I'm not going to sit here. Uh, you know, I, I don't think. In my opinion, I don't think it, it, it's it's that big of a deal, you know. But I'm not also uh, it's not my number one rallying cry either. I, yeah. If if the rules were to change and that was the way it is, then so be it. So do we agree on all the industry rules? Some of those rules that you think that we that should be changed? Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be rules. There's all there's yeah. rules in society. I mean, look that at are like silly, look you know at like I mean? the, the um, ratings, you know. And like you were saying about TCU, it, number two team, they didn't get to play for the championship. Yeah, that's why. Crazy. It's I a, mean, it's a crazy system. You know what I mean? It's that's society, James. You know, and there's there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there that we have to deal with, and yeah. and you know, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Let's get on over to the NFL, you know. Definitely. You know, last week we were close. We were close. We were close. You're right. Okay. Uh, Chicago. Some, some crazy games last crazy weekend. Game. I mean, uh, I, I would have, you know, when they they tell me the point spread was ten on uh, the Seattle New Orleans game, I mentioned to you. I said, you know, what, I think that's a lot of points for a home playoff game with a rowdy crowd that they, uh, you know, the Seattle has the famous for their twelfth man. Um, but I never, in my wildest dreams, thought that Seattle would score forty some points on on uh, on the New Orleans Saints. Well, I always tell people they go, do you look at you know basketball during the year, or I'm like, no, do you look at football during the year? I look at, you know, but not, you know, the playoff is where you're going to get a different team. 
you're not good. Just because Seattle was seven and nine, you still gotta get a different team in that playoff because they play different. It's like look at the Cardinals. I mean, their record a lot better, but nobody didn't think they'd do that. They're thinking, yeah. you know, but yeah. you get a different mentality of players when they in that playoff, you know. And, and it's kind of like uh, you know we always hear the saying, uh, you know, any given Sunday. You yeah. know, it's true. I mean, especially in the NFL because. Um, you know these again they're athletes they're yeah. they're they're professionals yeah. they have pride um nobody wants to go out there and 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 stink up the joint they want to go out there and show them that they're you know worthy of where they're at and you know i am not a seahawks fan but kudos to them <laughs> man they uh they went out and played well and you know makes for an interesting uh, matchup this week you know they uh seattle went to chicago early this year and beat them i think it was like 20 to 17 or something like that so you know different uh time frame you know chicago's had two weeks off uh seattle's got that uh you know kind of motor i guess the, the mojo going so to speak mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't know well and that's what you say that was key what you say you know every one of them no matter if you have a bad record or good record they, they're athletes out there you know and like you say they're not gonna let, just lay down you know they are athletes just like the same one that's on the 12 and 14 so but when we come back from our break Brent, we're going to continue this talk and then we're going to go with the other teams in the afc and see what you think about that one but this is james loving with my host brent castanowski in the studio and we'll be right back with loving that sports talk Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your- 
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my guest Brent. Man, we we ended up talking about Chicago. Um, Chicago, I don't know the point spread and Seattle. Who you got winning that game? Well, I mean, I think you have to kind of go with the home team. I mean, you know, Chicago. I'm not a Bears fan, James. You know that. Yeah. But um, you know, give them their give them their due. They they had a pretty good season. Yeah. Uh, they they, they kind of surprised me. They all, you know, I kept every week. You know, seeing it, oh, there's another win, oh, there's another yeah. win. They seem to kind of get it done. Uh, you know, Seattle's got momentum. It'll be interesting. I think, uh, uh, if, you know, if, if I had to take a take a stand, I think uh, I'd probably lay the points in that game and take uh, take Chicago. Take Chicago, but Seattle beat them last time. Yeah, I you know you. that. And this is the game is on the line, so. I hear you. I think, uh, you know, it's man, it's pure speculative. You know what yeah. I mean? We could sit here and and him and all and guess and <laughs> tell you who we think and yeah. and but uh, until they go out and lace them up on Sunday and uh, start uh, start knocking heads, you know, it'll be interesting to find out. But uh, again, you ask me to pick somebody, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lay the points. I'm gonna take Chicago. All right, got Chicago. All right, Atlanta, Green Bay. I didn't like what Green Bay did to Philly. You know that my Eagles, but you know what? I don't think Green Bay was all that great. But like say the playoff, it was. A different team than what I've seen from them, and Philly was a team. I'm like, oh, but but you know, Atlanta's been playing really good. And I, what do you think of that? Well, I think uh, without a doubt, I still think Atlanta's the cream of the crop of the NFC. Mm-hmm. I really truly do. Uh, Matt Ryan has just had a phenomenal year. He's got a great receiving core. Got a good running game with Michael Turner. Uh, strong defense. Um, you know, home playoff game. Uh, I like them. Uh, you know. Not a big Green Bay fan either, you know that. Yeah. But uh, I think you know what uh, everybody's uh, kind of saying that this was the year that Aaron Rodgers needs to step up and and prove that he's an NFL quarterback that he's t- capable of taking his team right. into the playoffs. And you know I think he went out there and executed that last week against uh, Philadelphia. I mean to to go on the road uh, in that kind of hostile environment and and play the way that he played. Um, he showed me some 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 moxie, and and he he's not he's not afraid of anybody out there. I, I can understand. I don't know if it was because I watched the game with you. I don't know if it was Philly defense or whether just Green Bay just was a, a better team. Because I thought Philly was a better team. Yeah, well, I, you think Philly's a better team every single week. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to go there, see? Uh, I'm not going to bring up your team, Minnesota. I don't even bring I'm not going to bring up Minnesota. Uh, that was a jab in the back of me. That was a little bit of a jab, <laughs> but, you, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, I do think that. You're right. we got to pick and choose our spots, James. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, hey, as <laughs> long as they beat Dallas, that's all I care about. I know. Beat I Dallas. A, a better know. record than Dallas did at home. Yeah, absolutely. You know. yeah, absolutely. But, you know, to answer your question, I think— I think, you know, Green Bay surprised me because um, I didn't think that their running game would be able to get uh, get on track. And, uh, you know, they've had some some injuries to their backs this year. And and now I'm losing the name of the guy who stepped in there. Yeah, he stepped in. And, man, he just seemed like every time he got touched, he got another three, four, five yards. And uh, I think, 
I, I was, uh, you know, you you think of Philly, you think of their defense, and man, uh, they. That's why I actually was Green Bay that good or was Philly that bad? I don't know, James. Like I said, it's <laughs> I'm just like combination of yeah, the two, maybe you yeah. know. And like I said, Aaron, well, you ever notice though when the playoff comes, always somebody step up that you don't think of, and that will start winning games. You know, like I say, we would never thought that he would step up that running back, and you know, we all look at their Aaron Rodgers and their receivers, but God, he was. It was a big difference, that running back for them. You yeah, know? he definitely right. was. And uh, you know, like you said, it just uh, all it takes is a little bit of momentum, yeah. a little bit of an attitude. I mean, we, we talk about it here in Arizona all the time. The Cardinals, nobody would ever dream they were playing in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I would, I have to tell you, I would hate to see Seattle playing in the NFC Championship game. Oh, no. But no. you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really isn't. Out. And, and to imagine if Green Bay were happy to win Seattle hosting the NFC Championship oh. game. Oh. I don't think anybody watched that Super Bowl. Yeah, crazy. Well, let's <laughs> jump over to the other side. I'm going to say the best for the last, yeah. but let's go with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm a Baltimore fan, but it just seems like Baltimore will do the same thing every year. Have this great D, they win, then they can't get to, they can't get over that hump. You know, they they keep bringing in players like a receiver, saying the quarterback, just, if they can just score 10 or 15 points, because the defense will hold people, you know, They'll be a great team. And it's like every year they're that same, just just there. You know what I'm saying? That team yeah, is there. I hear you, man. Then you jump over to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, it seems like they up, then they're down. You know, and I think Pittsburgh's starting to lose it. You know, everybody's starting to feel Ben ain't doing that great. Then you have to receive. They got a great young guy, number 17. Yeah, Mike Wallace. Mike, yeah, yeah, he's so, a speedster, What do you man. think on that? Well, you, I think you hit it on the head because, you know, um, you asked me all season long, hey, who do you like this weekend? I always say, oh, I like Baltimore. Yeah. I like Baltimore because I just think they've got that phenomenal defense. And uh, you got Ray Lewis and you got Ed Reed really? and you got yeah. – uh, man, they're just uh, top to bottom. They are just a uh, – you just – a monstrous type defense where you're always thinking that they can go out there and beat anybody, you know. So I always like Baltimore, but you're absolutely right when you say that it seems like they're kind of the same every year where you're kind of like, okay, when's the week that they're going to, like, implode? When's the week that they're going to just lay an egg? And when's the week when their offense isn't going to do anything? And when's the week when it's you you expect it to happen? You know, with with all that said, though – I think they have a decent shot this weekend against uh, against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think uh, Baltimore went to KC. You know, I don't. I, I expected Baltimore to win that game, um, but they went out and played pretty darn well. And I think if they can again take that momentum, continue to ride it, get get a kind of a more of a balanced game uh, with uh, Ray Rice and uh, and Willis McGahey running the ball, and if Flacco can hit uh, some but, of the receivers. But but don't we say that every year, Brent? Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I mean, what was that? I think it was last year. I was thinking this is Baltimore year. They're gonna be great, you know, and get over that. And every year it seemed like that same old, just somewhere they just die. You know, they score maybe four points. And they lose seven to four. You know, I mean, it's yeah, just no. something that something crazy. You like know, that. And I'm scared to say like, okay, if they can Ray Rice, and you know, and then nobody show up. I hear you, and it's funny that you say that because I kind of fully expect like a seventeen to nine sort of game yeah. this weekend. You know what I mean? I really <laughs> yeah. truly do. I don't know if it's going to be you know Baltimore with the seventeen or Pittsburgh with the seventeen. Uh, I think that's a that's a tough game. But, uh, but Baltimore surprised me last week scoring those many points. Yeah, know. You know? They, know, they never score that. But so, what you saying? We should take the under this week? I'm kind of <laughs> thinking maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think, uh, like I said, you, you hit it right on the head. I, I, 
you don't know what to expect out of Baltimore. Uh, I do think this is a, a big game for both teams. Obviously, I mean that's that's what you know goes without saying. But I think uh, even more so, it's a huge rivalry. Um, I think that uh, you know it'll be one of those kind of smash mouth, low scoring uh, games, and probably we'll sit there and talk on uh, Monday, and it'll be a forty to thirty seven game. And you'll be like, I thought we talked about a low scoring one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think some players on either team are playing for a position for next year, or or team? You know, I mean, because yeah, look at Pittsburgh. I mean, Heinz Ward sooner or later they're gonna be like, you know, we can get somebody new. Put them out to pasture. Put out the pasture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben probably all that he's been going through. They're like, Ben, you ain't winning for. Maybe we get a trade value or something like that. You know, then back over here to Baltimore, you got Ray Lewis. You know, he's been there a while to get him comfortable. When are they going to start putting somebody else in the position? You know, I mean, is these players, is this a big game besides winning? But, you know, like. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't think I would put any more emphasis on it than what it is. It is, uh, you know, a divisional playoff game, a uh, huge rivalry between uh, two teams, uh, you know, Harbaugh came out and talked a little bit of smack himself about how he was happy he broke they broke Ben's nose earlier this year. Oh, I and it. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, uh, Harbaugh I guess was a, a University of Miami of Ohio guy too. I didn't oh, I didn't realize I that just like Ben was. But uh, um, you know, I think uh, you know Ray Lewis his play speaks for himself. Man, he still goes out there and devastates people. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, you talk about maybe wanting to replace him. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean. Obviously, he's getting older. I think he's, what, 35, 36 now, something like that. Um, You wonder how much, you know, how much longer he can perform at that level. Uh, Conversely, on the flip side, Heinz Ward, yeah, you know, Mike Wallace, you mentioned him earlier. He's a speedy guy. Yeah, um, you know, you still think of Heinz Ward as the sure-handed receiver, and I uh, think you know somewhat of the go-to guy. But you can kind of see that kind of going in another uh, direction no. right now. Yeah, that's what really I'm saying. Is this is something for you know they need to go up for Heinz because I don't see Heinz if he had Pittsburgh maybe one more year after that, either they're gonna get rid of him because I mean, only look at it as a business. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They got to break ties with you sooner or later. It's kind of like a, yeah. you know, I, I think of like a Tory Holt type of a player. Yeah. You know, he right. every year you, you wanted him on your team. You know, Tory Holt, Tory Holt, Tory yeah. Holt, and then all of a sudden, like one year, all of a sudden he was. Yeah. Whatever happened to Tory <laughs> Holt? You know, and I have a feeling that'll probably be the same with uh, with Hines. Yeah, you know, he's a phenomenal NFL Pretty career, well. but one of these days his time is have to be break up. loose with him. Yeah. You know, so who you got winning that? Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Um, you know, as much as I hate to say it, because I'd love to see Baltimore play. <laughs> I, I think Pittsburgh, you know, the home crowd advantage. I think, uh, you know, Big Ben, like him or love him or love him or hate him, I guess. Uh, he's still, you know, he's got a couple Super Bowl rings, and he knows what it takes to get the job done. So you, didn't you just say Baltimore was going to come out with this, you know, great? You I told you 17 <laughs> to 9, and I'm going to have to pick. Big pick okay, Pittsburgh. Okay, all right. I, you make it close, 17 yeah, 9. Yeah. Something like the seventeen nine, seventeen ten type of a game, where um, I, I see it a low scoring affair, and uh, you know you, you, you put me on the spot. I'm going to have to go with the home team. Home team. Isn't there some games that you look and go, oh, I can't pick that. But you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is one of them where you like. You know, I really can't. You know, absolutely. I mean, I would not want to put a you know a large chunk of uh, change on that game. I I, I don't. That's so unpredictable because, yeah. like you said, who's going to show up? The Baltimore team of last week right. or the Baltimore team that's going to go out and lay an egg? Right, because I don't see Baltimore scoring that many more points. Like you say, 17-9, I'll best say, you know, you're probably right on that one. But I don't know about 
I couldn't take Pittsburgh or Baltimore to win. You know, so I wouldn't fool it, you know, unless you don't say, hey, Baltimore getting five points. And I'll be like, okay, you know. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what the spreads are. I haven't had a chance to take a look at them this mm. week, but I can't imagine that it's five points. Oh, no, probably two, you think? Yeah, maybe three. You know, three. Pittsburgh being a home team, I would say three, three, three. and a half. And again, you know, could it be a 17 14 game? Yeah, maybe, but I'm, I, I think it's going to be a low scoring one yeah. for sure. Um, I'm not sure what the over unders are on that, but, uh, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, and you know we got to pick our last one. We come back for our little break. The um, the last game of the thing, the Jets versus New England. You know, it's so a big game. It's a big rivalry with the coaches on that game. Lots to talk about with that one, James. It's uh, it's turning out to be uh, a very well, interesting messy. media affair. So when we come back from break, me and my guest Brent Castanowski will be speaking about the AFC New England versus the Jets. So this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel spin it with chuck foreman has a spin on so much that's going on it will be hard to fit it all into the promo we'll talk about the weekend games what to look forward to hot topics in the news spin it old school which gives a back in the day approach from chuck a no spin zone where chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news happenings and more it's football news and happenings tune in for spin it with chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving by hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my guest Brent Kazanowski. And we left off, you know, with the best for last, you know, you know. Brent, we want to talk about the Jets versus New England. 
this rivalry, you know, I was talking to y'all. I didn't know it was that bad, you know. Rex Ryan talking smack and Belichick, and then they don't like they don't like Tom Brady, and then you know, have this rivalry been going on for a while? Like I said, kind of news to me too. I mean, yeah, it's been I guess prominent the last year or two, but I mean, until you've actually done something, I, I say you just sit back and be quiet, go out there and let your play talk on the field. You know what I mean? Versus this whole. You know, it's this is it's Rex versus yeah. Bill, and and Tom is this, and Tom is that. I, yeah, I just think it's crazy. I remember when um, I was playing, and Buddy Ryan used to come in, and they called it Billboard Talk. You know, where a team talks smack and then post it and put it in the locker room so you see it, and you get all mad. You know, and it gets the player all riled up. But this is going overboard, isn't it? I yeah. mean, this is like really a hate of a you know and. I don't understand it. It sounds like it, you know what I mean? And, you know, you talk about billboard material, but um, it almost seems like to me like like they're just trying to get in their head a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, like it's not like somebody said something and somebody picked it up and run with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going out there and, and getting on the national stage and saying, hey, I'm – I, I'm gonna, you know, I need to be a better coach than Bill, and and I just think it's well. Tell me if this is, you know, because like when I play basketball, and I'm playing like I'm playing against you, I'm gonna be talking smack to you to get in your head, and what that does, it, it makes you play different because you piss and you're trying to play hard to beat. You think that's what they're trying to do? Yeah, because they can't beat New England <laughs> straight out. So you think they're trying to get them mad by saying all this, and then they overplay. Themselves, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, that? that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think it's uh, it's almost like taking it to the extreme where they're they're just trying to get in their head a little bit, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. You know, uh, I can't imagine though that uh, a Bill Belichick coach team and a Tom Brady led uh, New England Patriots are going to let that bother them. I really truly don't. You know, do I think uh, New England's going to go out and you know win 45 to whatever it was seven when they mm-hmm. played a few weeks back? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't see that happening. But uh, uh, I expect a close game. But um, I can't imagine that that's going to have any effect on them. I really, truly don't. So let's break it down. The Jets. You know, you got Sanchez. He's playing a little bit better, but he's a young, and you don't know what you're going to get from him. You know, he's up and down. You know, he played great, but then, you know, he's like a rookie. You know, he hasn't been in the league, you know. Yeah. And I was told it takes five years for a quarterback to really understand the NFL. Yeah. But then you got the defense, you know. And they up and down, too, this year. I mean, you had Revis, it was great, and then you got Cromartie. But it seemed like they could be beat up, you know. And then, I don't know, you know, what do you think about the Jets? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, Revis his, his speaks for himself. I mean, you watched that indie game last yeah. weekend, you know. Uh, um, well, gosh, why am I losing my mind here? But they didn't <laughs> throw They didn't throw against him at all. Yeah. Um, uh, Reggie Wayne was, I think they had one toss to him the whole game, and he was really upset afterwards. But you know what? If you're not open, you're not open. And I think, uh, you know, Rebus is, is one of those guys who goes out there and, and he can back up all the all the publicity that he gets. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's well-deserved. You know, Cromartie's played well, I think, at stretches too, but he's had his moments throughout the course of the year, like you mentioned. Mm. Um, Mark Sanchez... You're absolutely right. For a second-year guy, he's he's got his moments where he looks like a superstar, and then he's got his moments where he looks like a rookie. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be definitely interesting to see. I think uh, I think the Patriots' offense though is just just so well-rounded. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't not going to go deep against uh, a Revis. They don't have mm-hmm. to go deep. They're going to throw those little dump-off passes and those little you know stop and goes, and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be just beat them. Just beat them. 
like they play, like yeah. the New England style. So I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you went right into that because I wanted to get that. But I just thought it was something I wanted to talk to you else about. But who you got, New England or Jets? I like the New England Patriots. Like I really Patriots. do. I think, uh, you know, it, it's uh, they're just playing too well yeah. at the end of this season. And it's like Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. You know, I think that's to me that's the ultimate matchup to get in the Super Bowl would be a New England uh, Atlanta uh, matchup because I think both teams are clearly the uh, the cream of the crop in their respective uh, conferences. Well, I want to jump in before we get you know off today, but uh, I know I'm gonna get some calls from one of my listeners that when we talked before, are the players bigger than the coaches? You know, and when I start talking, you'll know what I'm saying. I feel the players that I respect, no matter just because they make more than the coaches, but that's the coach. Respect that coach. And where I'm going to with Jeff Fisher, they got rid of Vince Young. Do you agree with that, Brent? I mean, the owner finally stepped down and said, this is my coach, and you got to respect that coach, you know. But but he's a great player now and yeah. a great coach. So would you have done that? Um you know, we've had that conversation, you and I, more than once. Uh, I'm not even. We might have even done it on air at one point. Yeah. I can't remember. But uh, um, again, I think every situation is unique. I think there are times when a coaching change is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but when you're talking about the Jeff Fisher, Vince Young thing, uh, I have to admit, I think you know Fisher's been on the team for eight. I think it'll be his 18th season. Yeah, Does that 18th sound right? coming up. Yep. It's just you know yeah. that says a whole lot for a coach to be with the same team for you know 18 years. You know, you, I equate that back to basketball. You know, if you're going to get rid of Jerry Sloan or you're going to get rid of uh, uh, one of the players on the Utah team. I mean, Sloan's yeah. been that coach for 20 some odd years, 25 years, I think, something like that. Right. Uh, I think there is a. Uh, Every once in a while, you have a malcontent on your team, and sometimes you have to get rid of that person. Um, but on the flip side, I think there are times when a coaching change uh, mm-hmm. can be a good thing. So would you change the coach, or would you change Vince Young? Because if you look at 17 years, okay, you've been here, Jeff, you know, sooner or later, you know, you're, you're winning, you know, last year you didn't do the great this year, but you still got a Vince Young that's up and coming. You want to keep that that guy, right? Yeah, I, that's, that's a tough call, James. It really, truly is. Um I respect uh, was it Bud Adams, the owner of yeah. uh, Tennessee. I respect mm-hmm. the decision that he made. I think uh, he looked at all the pieces. Uh, you know, Vince Young, he's a he's a phenomenal talent, but he's also mm-hmm. a little bit of a head case too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So talk about not knowing what you're going to get. Um, mm-hmm. With Jeff Fisher, you know what you're going to get day in and day out. Which you've been same thing you've been getting for 18 years. Whereas with uh, with Vince, you know, he, he's had his ups and downs, that's for sure. I think that was the key, what you said. You know, we don't know all that what went on, but it had to be something, like you say, because you got Vince, a great player, and then a great coach. But, you know, there's some things off the field, like you say, that Vince can't handle then on the field, you know. So you kind of got to let that go because it could hurt your team and help him just because he's great, but it can hurt. I mean, I was amazed, you know, jumping to basketball when Miami got rid of Michael Beasley. I thought he was a great team when he played, was it, um, Kansas? Yeah. And then you go there, you know, he had a head case, and you go, we can't have it for the team, you know? So they got rid of him. But, yeah. And that's with Vince, you know. You're going to – one player could trickle down to all the other because they get to all the other ones involved and start talking about like – You bring up a good point. It, was in, it was, wasn't it Michael Beasley who just got on the team plane with yeah. – or wasn't got in a fight with uh, – yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think – 
you have to look at each situation individually, and you get a player like a Vince Young, who's who's a phenomenal talent, but a bit of a head case. A Michael Beasley, who's also a phenomenal talent, but a bit of a head case. And you have to weigh the pros and cons of that. And sometimes I think uh, over the long term, it's better to cut your losses and, and kind of move on. Yeah, and for the organization, you know, you got to yeah, look for at the it organization. Too. I mean, absolutely. Sometimes you got to look and say, hey, you know, money ain't worth it. Pay them and get them out of here. You know, I see, and, and I respect owners when they do that. Look at that coach, respect that coach. If the coach needs to go, like Wade Phillip, you say he had to go. I thought so too. He yeah. had to go. I but some of them, like you say with um, Jeff, you know, you got to get rid of Vince Young. I mean, yeah. I didn't hear anybody else complaining about Coach Fisher. I heard mm-hmm. Vince Young complaining about yeah. Coach Fisher. When you talk about uh, uh, Brad Childress with the Vikings, or you talk about Wade Phillips with the with the Cowboys, it seems like there was a lot of unnamed players out there who were not happy yeah. with the direction of the team. And I think. You know, there, there's there's times when a coach loses his team, yeah. and it's time to let them go. But I think uh, I think you have to evaluate that on a one-on-one basis. Yeah. Well, Brent, thank you for another one. You know, coming in and being on the show with me. You know, absolutely love it, James. You know, we uh, we 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 like to talk sports, no matter yeah. whether it's here or at home or yeah. in, in five minutes from now. <laughs> so I got your picks for this week. So we already know where you're going with. Uh, oh, we, you might have to look at the points. <laughs> well, yeah, too. Would you, you like who I like? Are you I good? like them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but check it I'd out. like to thank my guests and definitely thank my mom for calling in. And like this, another show from James Loving with Hosting Loving That Sports Talk. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.